welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is Vedic meditation teacher Teo Burkhart. So here's the thing: I talk about and think about meditation a lot, but I never meditate. I guess I do here and there, and I assume I'm doing it wrong, or I do it, and I'm like, "This is amazing! I should do this all the time!" And then I never do it again, uh, and I just feel guilty and horrible. So I'm so glad I got to talk to Teo today. Uh, we have a million mutual friends. He taught past Love Alexi guest, actor, comedian, Steve Agee, how to meditate. And now he's here talking to me. And we talk about how he became a teacher. We talk about uh, what it feels like to transcend. I would love to get to that point. Jesus. Uh, we talk about the difference between Vedic transcendental meditation and mindfulness meditation and a million different things, but the bonus highlight um, is the fact that I learned that his stepdad is the dad from Family Ties. Who would have thunk it? That's just, uh, I mean, you never know what you're going to find out when you talk to a new person, you know? Anyway, if you want to find out more about Teo, uh, you should, but let me let you know that he spells his name Theo, all right? It's spelled like Theo, but it's pronounced Teo. So go to teoburkhart.com. You can find him on Instagram at B-T-H-E-O, B-T-E-O. And uh, you know what? Listen, another thing I'm going to put out there, if you want to be friends with me on all of social media, I think you should totally do that. That could be incredible for us. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at Alexi Wasser. Um, send emails to the show. I, I would love to read. I'm going to have a whole episode where I just read people's emails because I'm always asking for emails and then I don't read them. I intend to and then I just don't. So what I'm going to do is dedicate an entire show where I just read emails and address them for like an hour. So send those to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. And if you like this podcast and you want me to keep doing it, will you subscribe on iTunes and rate the show and leave a comment? Because that really does help. I know you're probably thinking, she's not talking to me or I'm not going to do that. That sounds bogus. I'm not some dork. Listen, I am talking to you. Yeah, you. And I would love, nay, I need you to subscribe to the show, leave a comment, and rate it, and tell all your friends, including the barista at every single Starbucks you ever go to. So do that. We're going to be friends. Life is great. And uh, I can't think of a better day to be uh, giving this meditation episode to the world because I'm in Los Angeles recording this intro it's gloomy, it's overcast, oh, it's raining even, which I love. I was born and raised in Los Angeles, and uh, when it rains, I, I, I'm the happiest I could ever be, because to me, it's the coziest uh, environment to exist in. A beautiful rainy day, staying indoors, listening to a podcast, and recording a podcast intro. Anyway, I'm going to shut the fuck up so you can enjoy my conversation with Vedic meditation teacher and my new friend, Teo Burkhart. Now entering Nerdist.com. Oh my god! Hey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good, nice to meet you! Oh, this is, uh, this is Aristotle. Hey, this Aristotle, is nice to meet you. You were there, is that okay? That's fine. Oh man. I forgot how tall you are. I mean, have we met in real life before? Yes. When have we met? Oh my god, you're like, we dated, we had sex. <laughs> we had <laughs> no, please. so much no. sex. <laughs> you, but god damn you it. were really drunk. I was? No, we didn't have oh, sex. No, I'm was kidding. I really drunk? No, no, oh, God. No. The, the fact that I'm like so... Wait a minute. Oh, real quick. Yeah. How long do you think this is going to... This is going to be uh, four hours. Is that cool? That's We've fine. got we got to go deep, okay? <laughs> um, 
My Hello? teacher is picking me up. Your teacher? So the guy who taught me how to meditate. The guy who taught you how to meditate? The guy who taught me how to meditate and the guy who taught Josh Radner how to meditate oh. is coming to pick me up. Uh, after this, we're going to go have lunch. I wanted to listen to that podcast. I started last night and I'm so jet lagged. Yeah. You're like this 15 minute intro. I can't do I this. The, the intro, I passed out. You don't have, you did. And then I kept it and then I kept it open because I wanted to listen to it because I, <sighs> I, I don't know Josh, but yeah. I've heard him in recordings with my teacher. Mm-hmm. We are, get, are we already on? We are so okay. on. <clears throat> We're on, but we can cut anything. Okay. Um, so, and I always like when he ever answer, asks a question, he, he it's always smart and really intel- like Josh Radner. Yeah. Oh. So I, I've heard I've heard him before, and I know that Tom taught him. But um, I'm like taking notes on for no reason. Tom. Tom. So Tom. Tom underline Tom. Yeah. So Tom he's going to Tom Knowles. Lowell's? Knowles. Knowles. Not Tom Morello. Yeah. Tom Morello. <laughs> he taught him how to play guitar. <laughs> I actually met Tom Morello at a party. And he looked at me like I was cute. And I was like, this is great. Was it, was it a 4th of July party? <laughs> no. Was okay, because we met. The reason to... you and I met. Okay, put your phone a... away, though. What are okay, we doing? Wait, You're on. a meditation just... guru. I know. I'm saying, what time <laughs> about are we going to be done? If not you, Teo, who? And by that, I mean, if you're not... If you're texting and talking, in about an hour, if you don't put your, t- your phone away when you're on a podcast, who else won't? Ex- or, that's, a, that's a really good point. So, <laughs> so a mutual friend of... Okay, so we met uh, through oh one of Tom Morello's best friends. We did. Yes, Aristotle. And you, you were you, you were about nineteen. Oh my god! Or twenty or I, something. I, you were I, so young. It's uh, Anne Previn. I don't know if you remember her. Anne. Pre- I was nineteen at a party on Fourth of July. I, no, I'm no, dreading no, no, no. this. It wasn't on Fourth of July. No, you were fine. You okay. were just tell I, me I, everything. Okay, you were talking to the mic. And I, re- and I remember this <laughs> because Anne was like, uh, I think that girl Alexi is really smart and really cute, and you should go for her. And I turned o- turned around and looked at you, and I thought. You're a total babe, and I think you're <laughs> way too young. Okay. And it was around the time, I think there was like, <gasps> was there. Oh my God. You remember this era, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We don't have to. No, it's fine. We don't have to go into it. No, it's okay. But then, yeah. so I met you a couple times there. I remember having a long conversation with you. When I was 19? I, th- I don't drunk know. Drunk on Smirnoff Ice? You weren't drunk. I bet Cactus I was. Cactus Coolers. You're drinking Bartles and James. Was I? No. Cactus Coolers? What are those other drinks? So we've met a couple times. What do we talk about? Uh, that time I remember you were telling me how you only dated comedians. Oh my god! <laughs> Does it sound like you? Yeah, it, not me anymore. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, the sound quality is a bit weird. What happened? Very weird. Um, I'm just trying to change the subject in any way I can. I'm like, oh my god! I only we saw so at a party meeting you. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm, I only take me. I don't know. I don't Was remember. Was I like back off, dude? I only well, take me. No, I think you were. You had dated. And it'll be an hour, by the way. We'll probably be an hour. Okay, that's, that, that's what I said. And afterwards, okay. I want you to come out and meet him. Okay. You got to meet an enlightened man today. Tom Knowles. Two, two of them. Two of them. So, well, we already know. Aristotle Three. and I already know each other, so we're not okay. meeting. But yeah, two enlightened men to meet today. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, I think maybe you had dated. I don't remember. Yes, I don't I, remember. I should not. I dated. Everybody. I dated. And I don't regret it. And, and I it was right have... at the end of that. I think you guys had just finished or it was around that time. Okay. And then I moved on to some other comedian. 
I just remember you. I don't remember what led up to it, but I remember you saying, "I only date comedians." But were you like, "I would like to go on a date with you," and I'm no. like, "Back off, buddy." No, I didn't say that. But I think <laughs> you're vibing hard. I know. I was just asking about you. You're trying I to penetrate you were, me with your mind. Yeah, and I think you were just thinking, "This guy wants to date me so hard. I'm going to let him know right now he's not funny. <laughs> and I only date comedians." I know. <laughs> Who was that girl I used to be? Not me anymore. Anyway, and, and then I remember you telling me about your Polish heritage. I'm not like, Polish. Then what are, then Who what? is that girl? No, you no, talk no. Talk to another girl then, at the party. Then what's your dad? What what nationality? There's... I'm Russian and German. Russian. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, but you were telling me about your dad, but I don't remember any. This is this isn't like no. This is like 2001. This is, this like, is a this long is 40 years ago. This is a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So we've god. kind of met. That's so crazy. More than once. I can't believe it. Yeah. And then there was another time I remember that. <laughs> I was with a friend, and we met you and oh your friends at the shortstop back when everybody used to go oh, to the shortstop. Oh, my God. And it was one of those dance nights. Oh, you know? my God. And what happened that night? I think everybody was just drunk. Oh, my God. See, that's like a thing. Being born... I just remember eating a tamale at one in the morning. Remember the tamale person yeah. used to come by and oh they were my... really good? Yeah, now it's the sausage wrapped in bacon. Exactly. No, no, like the, the whatever, hot dog wrapped in bacon. That's crazy. And see, like, I... I am in my 30s. I'm an adult woman now. You're I was, 31 now, I'm right? 30, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm 31 now. No, I'm in my 30s. You just, when was your birthday? Oh, I got oh, you a birthday present. You did? What is this? I can't believe it. Well, it's from India. Your birthday was in while I On was February in India. On February 11th. I can't believe yeah. it. What is this? It's a small Indian baby. It's a tiny little Indian baby. <gasps> I can't believe this. Wait, what is this? It's an Indian coin purse. It's no, no, no. There's something in it. I'm smelling it's it. Not- I don't know why. I just want to know what, what's, what India. <laughs> I don't think it was. Oh my goodness! Yeah, there's a, my friend has a gem shop, and he sells these cool little things, and they always have like tiny little painted. This um, is so sweet. Uh, things on them, so I always get a few of them and then give them as gifts to friends. Thank you very much. Yeah, happy this birthday! So Thank you. I have a chain, but oh, for those of you who are listening, I know we're on an auditory uh, podcast thing. How would I describe it? It's a pendant for a. It's a necklace pendant, right? Right, and right. it's got a beautiful little like painting on here of like is this. Is so, this, who is this? It's like some kind of God it's Buddha, Buddha figure. It's Buddha meditating. It is Buddha, Buddha yeah. meditating, I, and then soon it will be me. I figured it was it. apropos. Yeah. I love this. Thank you. I'm going to set it here. Great. Aristotle, don't you touch that. Don't you touch that. <laughs> he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. <laughs> he's staring at it. Aristotle <laughs> looks, like, looks like he's been instructed that if he says one word, no. he'll get the switch. I love your cool meditation ring. That's that's. Oh my god! Yeah. Teo's phone just went off, and it sounded like it's called yeah. Sherwood Forest. Sherwood Forest. Yeah. Well, I feel calmer after it. Um, here's what I have to say, though. So I want to finish this up. Thank you for the birthday. This is this is really sweet, Welcome. and it's from India, mm-hmm. which makes it even cooler because I'm trying to get you to meditate. I well, I do, and I want to get to that. I want to understand all the stuff, and I want to get inspired to meditate. But I, I do have to say, like, because of all that stuff about my past and being like, you know, ni- ni- meeting you when I'm 19 years old, it's so... Or 20, I don't know. Well, it's, it's just funny because it's like, because I was born and raised here, I've had so many, I've gone, you know, I went to elementary school, junior high, I passed by my preschool every day, which is on like Fountain and uh, whatever. Where'd Fountain, you go to high school? Fountain and uh, Crescent Heights. I went to Van Nuys High School and then okay. I went to LA County High School for the Arts. So... And then I was in my 20s here, and I've traveled a ton, but, like, I've mm-hmm. always, you know, I moved to New York for a little bit, but I've always lived in Los Angeles. So I'll pass by different parts of Los Angeles, and I'll be like, oh, that's when I was engaged, and I met my boyfriend when I was, like, 23. And Was he that, a comedian? No, he was not. When it, when that, this, was, this was after the comedian phase, and, and then I went right to, like, 
the, the douchebag face. No, only the oh, they're all they're all every every uh, different career <laughs> genre. They they have their douchebags, but uh, no. Then there was like the only uh, uh, musicians phase. After that, it was only right. drummers, and then after that, it was like directors. So it was like comedians, drummers, directors. And now I'm never done. I'm never dating again. Dating again. It's over. I'm done. But uh, but I was going to say, it's just weird to, to run into people because they'll be like, oh, I, I used to know you. We've met before. And I'm like, oh, my God, we've met before. I probably met this person when I was like underage, 18, on drugs or, or you were, wasted. You were sober, I promise you. Oh, my God. And you were making a fool of yourself. Well, that's good you were, to hear. You were fine and funny and charming. I mean, I, yeah. okay, good. Because another person could have been like, we had sex in a closet. Because I, I, like, I will run into people and they'll be like, We've been on a date before, Alexi. And I'm like, what? I can't believe it. And they're like, we've had sex. We've made out. And I'm like, did we? I can't believe it. Yeah. But uh, but not you. Okay. So We're wait. Good. So wait. Why is your name Teo and not Theo? How did this happen? I'm like, let's get to the hard hitting questions like Barbara Walters would go for. Yeah. Did Steve Agee put you up to that one? Because he no, said. No, not at all. Yeah. He used to joke that I named, named myself that because I'm a meditation teacher. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Who's the meditation name, teacher named Teo? Only me, but it was it was the name of my great great uncle, okay. and they're Dutch. And so when my mom was a little girl, she just wanted to grow up and name her son Teo because she heard about Teo, her grandmother's brother. Her grandmother's so brother. my great grandmother's brother was named Teo. She was like, I want to do it again. This it was my it, right. it was my great or her grandmother, my great grandmother's favorite person in the world, and she always talked about Teo, who died really young. And my mom just loved the name, so she. And then at the last moment, she almost named me Franz. Oh, I'm so glad she did yeah, not. Yeah, oh, yeah, God. Yeah. Dodged the bullet. <laughs> oh, and then she's like, no, Teo. And there's an accent. And so when I was an actor, everybody asked me if I was put the accent on because I was an actress. Like, no, you know, my, I had nothing to do with my name. Yeah. It was my mom. And I hated it when I was a kid. Yeah. Because... It's too fancy for little kids. It's a little they're like, too, they're like, you know. Hey, Gayo. Oh, oh, is <laughs> you know, that what they call you, Gayo? Phileo. Phileo was my nickname in high school. Yeah. It was all it was all the things, and I just sort of had to deal with it. And now I love it. Now I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. But um, okay. Well, then we got we got to the bottom of that yeah. <laughs> that tearjerker. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So all right. Okay. So Tom Knowles, the guy who's picking you up. Yes. After this podcast, was your Vedic meditation teacher. teacher. Tell me your story. How did you get into meditation? Because you just said you were an actor, and then now you're, right. and, and then you got into meditation, and now you're a meditation teacher. And I want to know the st- how the hell did that happen? Okay. The story of you, and then I got more questions. Okay, awesome. I can't okay, wait. Good. <laughs> Make me a better person is what I'm saying. Okay, go on. You don't. Okay. Okay. So I I never wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be a filmmaker. And my mom, who is a casting director, um, oh, also interesting. My stepdad played Josh's dad. On how I met your mother. That's another weird, interesting. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I got to meet Josh one of these days. He oh. sounds really cool. People like him. People That's, like him. Yeah. He's very handsome. But you, you are too. So you guys oh, should meet you. actually, just because of that. We'll just, we'll just go out <laughs> and handsome around town. So you're both very tall. How tall are you? Six two. Six two. Six two. Six two and a little bit of change. Okay. So. Um, Good dresser. Simplistic chic. Thanks. You're wearing a little bit of jewelry. I can handle. I that. just got back from India, so well, you my, know, you my got beads on. Look like yeah. I expect it. Your yeah. meditation teacher. You're comfortable wearing beads, and I'm comfortable <laughs> with you wearing beads. Okay, and it's none you. of my business anyway. Oh, wait, are you single? Uh, oh my god. Okay, but we'll 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 discuss that off the record. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. At least my are, my my. Are listeners, you? I am single. Yeah. That's okay. I heard that. I heard that part on the 
But, the 15 but minute you don't want to talk drive? about it just like, yeah. There's... No, I mean, I'm single. I had my thing. Yeah. It ended. It was a bummer. I, here's something I'm noticing that I think is funny. And then we will get to your story okay. eventually. Like the hour will go by. We won't even and I'm going to be interviewing you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But like, what I think is funny is ju- I, I, I just got it out of this thing. And what I'm learning is like, it's so weird. Just when I thought I knew every which way a relationship could not work out, I discover a new way where I'll meet somebody and I'll be like, this is pretty cool. Oh my God, this is amazing. This could be the guy. And then something pops up or I notice some kind of behavior thing. And I'm like, oh my God, I had no idea like this could even exist in another person. We might have to talk about your chart too. Do you have any idea? Oh my God, tell me what your What your rising sign is or your moon sign? I think it's Taurus. I think my moon is in Taurus. I'm an Aquarius, February 11th. Do you know who rules your chart? What you, planet? You do now. I do I don't know who okay. rules my chart? Mars, Venus, Aristotle. <laughs> yeah, Mars, Venus. I don't know. February eleventh. I don't know. Okay, well, we'll talk about that. Okay, later. all right. So, yeah. but yes, okay. So Vedic meditation. Vedic How meditation. How the hell does this happen? Okay, <clears throat> I was always okay. So I wanted to be a writer and director, and I had very very little success in that area until after I became a teacher. But I was sort of plugging away at a screenplay and living in New York. And I, I had just moved to New York, and then I s- started getting sick. And I got worse and worse and worse, and I was having all these bizarre symptoms, like everything tasted like metal. My joints were tired. It just got worse and worse and worse. And then finally I was diagnosed with Lyme disease. Oh, my God. And it was bad. It was It was the kind of thing where the lab technician called me and said, you don't have time to get on to wait for a doctor to tell you get on medicine i'm prescribing you medicine so this really bad case it was a high germ load and i couldn't function i couldn't i had uh aphasia i think that's the name of it where you can't think of words yeah um it is a word that is is that the word aphasia i think so i had pretty bad aphasia i couldn't talk i couldn't think and i was struggling and it was really scary and um and at that time, it was funny because I thought I had writer's block. Because like, 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 this time this I was like, I never like finished a script. And this time I'm like, I'm going to New York to finish it, come hell or high water. Yeah. And I sat down and I was, and I couldn't, it was like the worst writer's block ever. What I didn't know is my brain was being eaten oh by spirochetes. By what? Spirochetes. They look like little microscopic fusilli and they drill their way into your cells and then replicate and burst out and they destroy you. It's like getting eaten by a trillion microscopic sharks at the same time. So why did you? Mm-hmm. Why do people get Lyme disease? How? Tick. Where did you get a tick? June Lake in California. I was on our annual cousin trip. My cousins and I were all best friends. There's I'm like so six glad of I hate my family. Super, yeah, we're a, you know everybody <sighs> has their cousins, but we have a really great group, and we were camping, and you know we were probably had a few beers. We're going on a little hike through some tall grass and a tick jumped off, I guess, and bit me. Yeah. Because it happened on that trip. So in that time, I was, a lot of people started saying, you should meditate, you should meditate. It'd be good for your immune system. It would be good for sleeping because I had bad insomnia too. Is that part of the Lyme disease? It just, it's the cruelest thing about Lyme disease. You get really tired, but you can't sleep. Oh, wow. Okay. It's awful. You know, you're just like, kind of high all the time and and I just couldn't get to sleep. I could never get to sleep but I had really bad restless leg syndrome which is also keeping me up. So I was trying these different techniques and I was doing mindfulness and I hated it. It sucked. And I'm not... Mindfulness works for a lot of people so I don't want to completely you know, badmouth it but it didn't work for me and I was struggling with it. 
And so I would sit down and try to do it, but it would give me anxiety yeah. or um, it would make me panicky or I'd get really hot. So, But I was devoted to it because I really believe that meditation works. What is mindfulness? Mindfulness is a concentrative technique where there's a center, there's a point of focus like your breath or maybe right here in your third eye or a candle or something like that. It's concentrative. You're, 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 there's a focus, a center of focus. And when your mind strays, you come back to the center of focus. A candle. You can use a candle. I've never you can heard use that. A candle. How yeah. does that work? You, like, I'm, I, you just go like this. You, you know, stare at the candle, the, the flame? I guess. I, I don't understand how you just be like, I'm bored now. Let's see what's on Netflix. Oh, my God. Okay, well, that's interesting to know that. I never knew that. Okay, so yeah. you're doing mindfulness. So I was doing this mindfulness technique, and I was probably doing it wrong. I, I don't know. But um, I had a who I thought was a good teacher, but it never worked. And then in that time, the Lyme disease was cured. I went on all this aggressive antibiotic therapy. I had a pick line. They were doing, like, intravenous antibiotics. And once it was cured... I I was still doing the technique or the this mindfulness and I noticed that the uh the insomnia hadn't been cured. So which is kind of weird. Lyme disease was easier to cure than insomnia. Oh wow. And then I finally quit. I was living in New York at the time and I just was finally like this is a waste of my time and I just decided from that point I even said this is so funny in my apartment on Horatio I stood up and said as God is my witness I'll never meditate again you did. I'm done and I like threw a pillow across the room yeah I hated it and uh and then I was just done 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 and then I moved back out here to LA and I got into a conversation with someone who was a meditator and she had you know said she had meditated that day and I was like uh well it, well, it was an interesting story because she's it was um my my girlfriend at the times, very good friend, who plays Lisa Simpson on The Simpsons, Yardley, Yardley Smith? Smith. Oh wow! Yeah, and and she had said something about meditating, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Lisa Simpson's a meditator. Oh my god! Who got who into this? And she's like, you're right. And I'm like, well, I'm a big fan, you know. And she said um, it was bizarre. She learned how to meditate, and that day she got home, and her script was waiting out by her on her doorstep, and it was the episode where Lisa learns a Buddhist meditation practice. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, super weird. Wait, so that was the first time she started meditating and she gets the script? No, she had tried mindfulness before. Okay. Because she said, oh, that used to happen to me. I used to have anxiety attacks doing mindfulness, but now I do Vedic meditation. And and I, I just thought, okay, that, that was really weird, that story, how she learned on the day she got the script for that week, for that episode. Yeah. And she said, why don't you, you know, if you... I said, basically, I don't believe in meditation anymore. It doesn't work. I tried. And she said, unacceptable. My teacher's coming into town in a couple of weeks. You and Zibby have to come. You're, you're going to be initiated. You've tried. You've come this far. Your ex-girlfriend's name is Zibby? Yeah. Zibby. Is that why it didn't work out? What happened? No. <laughs> Zibby? What a cool name. Zibby and Teo. Yeah. It was- Zibby and Teo. That's like a... A cool show on like Adult Swim or something, some animated, <laughs> real neat series. I'm surprised you don't know her. You're, she's the kind of person I think you would, you would know. Make it happen. I want to meet Zibby. I need oh, more girlfriends. Rad. I love she's, my girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, you'd like her. She's, um, she's awesome. And tell me, how is you've probably been on a million auditions with her, Zibby, because oh. she works a lot and does a lot of commercials. And I'm sure you have. Her name sounds familiar. Sat next to each other in weird rooms in Studio City. What? Uh, I mean, God, yeah, I love Studio City just for that reason. Oh wait, um, <laughs> what is Vedic? So mindfulness is like you're you're so, you're paying attention to something. Keeping and what is Vedic? Okay, so Vedic. How is it different? Vedic meditation is a self-automatic transcending technique. 
So what that means is there's no point of focus. Mindfulness can only give you an experience of the body and the mind. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mindfulness works for what it's designed to do, although it didn't work for me because I like things easy okay. and I like things powerful. And this was not easy. And I've I'm easy and powerful. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I should have eaten before this podcast. I'm like, I'm like, walk, walk, and people are like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I know. They're like, they're like, oh my god, please Bing let bong. your guest talk, Alexi. Okay, sorry. Okay, so right, how yes. much coffee have you had? <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. You want some? Uh, no, I'm okay. Okay, I got this down the road. <laughs> um. <laughs> Just tell me about Vedic meditation. Okay, save me. So, so uh, Vedic meditation. It's a, it's a, it, it's a technique where we use. It's different because you're, you're, what, what it's designed to do is take your attention past the field of the relative field of thought and body and senses into the unbounded pure conscious state, which is your true self anyway. So you've heard of the unified field. This is what you know. scientists know all about it at this point. Scientists are saying there's only one thing in the universe. It's pure consciousness, and you're it. Everything is an illusion of that or waves on this ocean of consciousness. So we appear as other, but we're actually just one thing. Okay. And that's really good. It's easy to believe that in theory if the best scientists in the world are saying it and also if a lot of Vedic rishis from India have said it and they're in complete agreement. We can get on board with that. But if you're not having an experience, there's a big gap between what you believe in a theory and your direct experience of what's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, your direct experience of meditation might be, I close my eyes and I'm bored to shit or I'm frustrated because I'm uncomfortable. That says nothing about the unbounded field of pure bliss, right? So the way, the way our minds are programmed is to find fulfillment. It's all you want. Okay. It's all everybody wants. Fulfillment. Trump wants fulfillment. He just wants fulfillment. You know, he thinks building a wall will bring him fulfillment. This kind of stuff. We, yeah, yeah. we can, I don't want to go too deeply into that, but, but everybody, everybody has, their... has their own idea of fulfillment. If I just get this relationship, I'll be fulfilled. If I get famous, I'll be fulfilled. If people think these certain thoughts about me, I'll be fulfilled. If I hit all my marks, my bucket list, I'll find fulfillment. The thing is, is fulfillment doesn't exist outside of you. We think it does because everything's kind of dazzling, like, oh, she's cute. Yeah. You know, I'll be happy when she's in my bed or that job, you know, I'll be happy when I sell a script or yeah. whatever, this kind of thing. And we keep putting it, it's like the carrot, you know, it's always ahead of us. But as we know from all these wise men and women through the years, happiness is in here. This is what they say. Buddha, true happiness is within. Jesus, the kingdom of happiness is within. Mm -hmm. But how do you access it? So since thinking is used to find fulfillment, thinking stops once you find fulfillment. So you've, everybody has had a moment where they're like maybe walking through the woods. It's really pretty. You know, your leaves are crunching underneath your feet. And suddenly you stop thinking for a second. And it's like this gap opens up. It's really brief. Everything becomes beautiful. And there's like peace. And you think, what is that? You know, you just transcended for a second, meaning you went beyond thought and there was connect interconnectedness mm -hmm. so the mantras we use are just they're very charming little sounds and that works on our minds because our minds like to follow a charm easily and effortlessly because they're always moving towards greater happiness so we get these mantras we think them easily and effortlessly and we drift down through deeper and deeper and deeper states of consciousness and as we do we're approaching that field of pure consciousness which is just this ocean of bliss so as you approach it you start to get dopey with bliss 
if you get near a light source, things get brighter, right? And if you get near um, uh, a fireplace, you're going to feel warmth. If you get near that field of bliss, you're going to start feeling kind of good. And then finally, you get so for because when you when you're blissed out, it's not like sexual ecstasy bliss. It's yeah. not like that. It's you get kind of dopey, and you start to forget the mantra, and then finally you forget it, and then having finally reached that that layer of bliss your mind can't conceive of another thought to think because it's found fulfillment and you transcend you've forgotten about your body all your senses all your problems worries desires everything goes away and it's like this this space of pure consciousness and unboundedness and in that state your body's in a hypometabolic state so as you're de-exciting, the body's de-exciting, and then you're co- you come to deep rest, and it's profound. You, we actually don't rest that deep when we're sleeping. We've evolved in a way to keep like one ear open for saber-toothed tigers mm-hmm. or whatever. Intruders. Yeah, intruders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dem intruders. Yeah. Um, but when you're meditating, you can, you can rest deeper because you're still conscious. Mm. So it's like your body's... It's more asleep than it would be during a regular night's sleep, but your mind is awake. You're totally aware. And then you come out of it and you're refreshed. You filled up on all of that, the the nourishing power of bliss and consciousness, and you're ready to go into your day. And you do this over and over and over again, and something amazing happens. It's kind of like... If if I'm make, making my hands to look kind of like a wave right now for yeah, Alexi. Thank you. So if there's a wave on an ocean like this, mm-hmm. the wave, you know, you may think you're the wave. You think you're Alexi. But as that wave starts to collapse and become symmetrical with an ocean, this is what happens in meditation. This is Alexi, and you're having Alexi thoughts, Alexi experiences. Then in meditation that collapses, and now who are you? You're ocean. You're just experiencing. I'm the calm part of the sea, right? Like you the deep. are the sea. Yeah. You're the whole sea because Alexi's gone now. So you experience unboundedness and all the things that the universe has to offer. It's all there. And then at meditation, at the end of meditation, that wave crests again mm-hmm. and all that Alexi comes back. But now something's been imprinted on your ego structure. You're more than just Alexi. You're the universe. You're un right now you have all these limited ideas about yourself but when that starts imprinting on your ego structure you start your consciousness starts expanding who you are becomes less interesting than what you are because now you haven't have had an experience of being something bigger and this is the first thing that launches you into enlightenment well how do i okay so where do you get your mantra from who gives you this mantra and uh, and how is the practice different? So, is, how how is it different from <clears throat> mindfulness? If I'm if I'm paying attention to my third eye or right. or mindfulness, the candle or so mindfulness, you might be you know sitting very still, not allowed to move, and you're focused on your breath. Maybe maybe your breath moving in and out of your nose, something like that. And that's just to make you stop thinking and just to settle for a moment and just that, like let that's your what I always thought. I always thought the implication was to stop thinking because as soon as you're you wander, you bring it right back. It's about it's about um, cultivating better concentration. But I could never concentrate on anything, so this was, you know, no wonder I kind of sucked at it. Uh, at finishing your script, or uh, yeah, yeah, that that too. But okay, that too. Um, 
And they don't use mantras in mindfulness. You're using a point of focus to organize the meditation around. Whereas in Vedic meditation, you have a mantra, and the mantra is a meaningless sound. It's a bija mantra, and they're mellifluous in nature. Mellifluous means sweet flowing. It's a great word, okay. and I make sure I say it every intro. Yeah, I've <laughs> never, I've never heard, I've never heard it before. The, yeah, and this is great for my listeners because imagine we don't understand anything about meditation, and I and I want to yeah. know how transcendental meditation, how TM is different from. <clears throat> right. Excuse me, guys. I want to know how TM is different from Vedic as well. Okay. So it's like a sweet flowing sound. So when you think it, it's imbued with charm. You know, it's kind of like it's onomatopoetic, so there's no meaning. It's like they're like boom or ding dong, except elegant, whereas boom and ding dong are kind of clunky. Yeah. You know, so you have this like elegant, sweet sound and you just think it and it starts to fade. And as it fades, it becomes more subtle. And as it becomes more subtle, it increases in its power of charm because anything that moves towards the subtle starts increasing. It becomes more charming and you're more likely to follow it. It's a it's a bizarre experience, and I couldn't believe that it worked. And what? Where did you get this? Who gives you the so sound? So the teacher. Okay. So when you when you learn this, you're initiated into meditation. Okay. There's a puja. There's a little ceremony, and the meditation teacher does it. So if you learn with me, there you'll witness a puja. You'll hold a flower in your hand, and you'll see me do a little ceremony and sing in Sanskrit for five minutes. It's a beautiful little ceremony, and it's really not about you. Anyway, you're just you're just a witness. It's about me saying, I promise to teach this purely the way it was taught to me. Because it, it comes from this unbroken lineage of a tradition in India. And then after that, I give you your mantra. I whisper it in your, your ear. And then I listen to you say it. And then we practice using it. And we practice this, the technique. The mantra is powerful, but it's, it's more about the technique. How do you figure out what the mantra is that you, that you give? Oh, it's easy. It's like it's like a, you know. You just pull them out of your pocket. Or how, where do they come from? How do they, you know? They're, we 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 learn all, we learn the catalog of mantras, and we learn which mantras go with which kind of people. Okay. So it's 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 as easy as a florist saying that's a rose, that's a lily, that's a sunflower. Um, are we good? Oh yeah, no, we're good. I'm sorry, adjusting adjusting the sound. No, it's, it's fascinating to watch. Yeah. No, but okay. So. Because I remember I wanted to go to like the David Lynch Foundation mm. and do TM and yeah. and I was like, oh, I don't want to spend $1,000 for my mantra or whatever. I just was like, uh, I can't do this at this right, right now. And uh, and then my friend was like, look them up online. Just look up mantras or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. like, maybe I will do that. She's like, you just Google and then. Yeah, but those people yeah. who do that, yeah. they never meditate. They there's don't. a reason. And there's a, there's a whole there's a whole system of of teaching this. And the, those people who do no, that, love it. This is they, never, they never meditate. I think she does. But I mean, I just want to like... But uh, is she meditating properly? Who knows? Here's I don't know. Here's the thing. If I, my, my niece, Allison, is 14 years old. Yeah. If I gave her the keys to my car on her birthday in June and said, happy birthday... She'd go crash. She's, no, she's, she, yeah. In five minutes, that yeah. thing would be wrapped around a tree. Yeah. I, but she would think, I got the keys. It's all solved. Yeah. But you and I know from driving lessons that there's the learn. whole... There's a whole field there of like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. And it's all about the technique. And you don't get that. The best way to get that is through a teacher. And you want the puja too. The puja is really important. The whole experience is important. That's a ceremony. That's a ceremony. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the puja also opens you up to get these mantras. When you get them, they're, they're very specific thoughts. Most, most thoughts we have take us from the layer of thinking into the layer of action. We think something, we're going to do it or we're going to say it. 
Bija mantras take us from the layer of thinking into the layer of being. They're always going back to their source. They're like introverts. You know, they don't want to be brought out to the surface. They don't want to be written down. They don't want to be said out loud. They want to return to their source, and we honor that. You know, this these days, everyone trivializes everything. People, um, nothing's sacred. And it's really beautiful to have something that's sort of kept sacred and mysterious, but also that works. And we don't keep it too mysterious because we want people to, like, as a teacher, I don't want you to be bewildered i want you to learn yeah. my whole my whole point as a teacher is to make people <laughs> oh my god aristotle <laughs> we're trying what, what just happened aristotle's phone just was just blew up that's really that's really funny what, what happened oh his email is fucking up everybody we're trying to get into meditation here and now Teo is texting. I well, can't... because my other text didn't go through, and I got to tell Tom to be here at a certain time. So, oh, all right, I'll look at my phone too, just to feel part of yeah. the club. Oh my god! Dick all right. pic? No, dick pic? Are you kidding me? No, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my god! Oh wait, we got we got we got limited time. We got to hear. Okay, so okay, so and then how is it? I want to know how it's different from so, TM. Okay, so uh, my teacher learned this from Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. And used to be part of the TM movement, and he left. He left the movement for certain reasons, um, and it basically had to do with the, you know there was there was a disagreement in the way um, in his idea of the way Maharishi wanted him to teach, and he didn't feel that was going on anymore, so he left. And there are differences, but but there are certain legal reasons why I can't talk about it, okay. um, or at least where I can't talk about it. On with podcast. microphones on. Yeah. Um, but I would recommend, I, I have no problem with TM. They they do beautiful work. David Lynch Foundation does amazing work. And I think if you come to us or them, you're st- it's the, the teaching is important and you have fantastic teachers on both sides. But what's the difference between TM and Vedic? I, I'm completely confused. The name. I, just the for name? The, for, the, for the main, yeah, the name for the main oh. part, but also in certain ways they teach might differ from ours very slightly. Oh, so they're but very similar. They're very similar because okay. they both came from Maharishi. So why would one person choose Vedic over TM? I'm, you're, pretend I'm I just think, like a child yeah, with a learning disability. I here, think okay? mainly because I, I've had people go to the TM, you know, organization, go to their intro, and then come to an intro of mine and learn with me. Yeah. And they and they always say when that happens, I just felt more comfortable with you. Um, that's not to say that they're. You know, I know people who've learned with the team organization, and they love it, and they felt very comfortable. But you know, it's it's uh, I'm an independent teacher, so there's not a corporation behind me. And I think maybe oh, TM is a corporation. It's a corporation. Oh, it's like okay. A, yeah. And so you go in, and there's there's pamphlets, there's an office, there's a whole thing. With me, it's more like. I don't know. It's just more personal, I think. What's the self-realization center? Uh, that's that's Kriya Yoga. So that was started by Yogananda. And how and is that different from everything? Actually, our tradition and their tradition are cousins. Oh, really? So we were, tradition-wise, we're good friends. Yeah. You know, so if there was a big family reunion, those people would be with us. But there was a, uh, sometimes these traditions, they, brand, they have little branch offs, but... They teach Kriya Yoga and they do a lot of pranayama breathing. So they do a lot of alternate nose breathing. Mm-hmm. And they have meditation too. But I teach Kriya Yoga people too. Okay. They come to me and they said, 
they'll say like the meditation part isn't as great as they want to be. So I'll, I'll initiate them and turn them into Vedic meditators as I, well. I love that place. Have you been the fancy one on uh, towards Malibu? Yes, That's, I love that place. That is it's like beautiful. a sacred, beautiful haven where, yeah, yeah, I just go in there and I just sit and I'm quiet and I walk around and there are <clears> like swans and yeah, it's just so... It's amazing. It's the nicest place. Okay, so you say, okay, so <laughs> the benefits of, of Vedic meditation, uh, inner fulfillment, being at one with the unified field... Right. Uh, right. Rest. Well, the point the point of that, oh, sorry, the whole point is to move you from a state of object referral happiness to self-referral happiness. And that's a phase transition that's going to take place naturally. You don't have to push the subject. So what I mean by that is... Remember, in, like, pretend I'm a developmentally yes, challenged yes. child. So I'm saying that, and now I'm going to explain it to you Spoon, like you're... Yes. Spoon-feed it to me. Thank you. Okay. 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 <laughs> Here comes the num-nums. Okay. Gross. <laughs> is that my mantra? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 birdie num num is that's your my, mantra. That's my mantra. Num num, <laughs> num num. Sorry, um, I'll light a candle too. Uh, so, so, so that means when you when you start transcending, you after a while you start to learn that whenever you go deep, you're filled with bliss. You're completely fulfilled and completely happy. And then when you you emerge and then you go out and you have all that sort of bliss chemistry and you feel good and then you go about your day and do things now the life might get to you you know things might happen and the stress might build up but then you have your afternoon meditation so you keep doing this and after a while the mind is going to realize because right now the mind thinks happiness is outside itself it will come to the realization on its own that happiness is inside when we meditate so what the mind wants to do is start stabilizing that unbounded blissful state with eyes open and it'll start to learn how to do this. So you either have your eyes open and you're not meditating or you're meditating and you're experiencing this blissful unbounded state. The mind wants both. It's going to start to learn how to have that unbounded bliss with eyes open while you're having thoughts. It's going to teach itself how, how to reach enlightenment. Do you close your eyes when you meditate? Always. You do? Yeah. Okay. Always. Um, it's very easy. 20 minutes twice a day, eyes closed. Yeah. Think a little sound. You know, you're going to you're gonna love it. I'm going to love I mean, you're I've tried. I do. And then I, yeah, I mean, there are times and moments when I, when I do that. Yeah. The funny thing is I feel like I am aware of this, that I'm not trying to like uh, get stuff out. Oh, I mean, that must be a lie also. Like I, I feel like. I'm. St- I still. How do you? I still want to be driven. I'm still going to be driven, even if I feel at peace yes. within myself. Like I feel like I'm. I'm walking through my life and I'm happy, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean I have. I don't have things that I that I aspire that I want to do and that I'm going towards and and that because I'm a curious person. So, I mean, I don't know. Is uh, how do you reconcile the two? <clears throat> I mean, you can still be driven. Well, what's interesting is is and this may this this may kill this whole thing but the one of the first things to go as you start to wake up is ambition goes okay. you stop being ambitious How's that and different? that okay. freaks that freaks a lot of actors and writers out <laughs> because but ambition is a placeholder we we it's a man-made thing because we think we lack something that we need to fill it in with ambition when you're meditating you you know we always say like do less accomplish more do nothing accomplish everything the fulfillment of desires is much quicker when you're a meditator because okay. you get nature support. So you want something and you, under, you start understanding the laws of nature, how things work. You know, your desires ultimately aren't your desires. They're nature's desires. Nature wants you to have the things that you want. 
You know, we think we want something and we beg the universe or God to make it come true. Universe is on it. It's all, on it. Yes, it's already got your back. And when you begin to meditate, you get massive support of nature. So your desires are met pretty quickly. Um, is it like praying, do you think? Is meditating like praying or just tuning into no, the universe? Or? No, okay. it's, it's, not, it's not like praying. Praying is kind of messaging God, isn't it? It's kind of like... Do you pray? Uh, you don't have to say anything you don't want to say. None of my business. I, there, Tell me yes, anything. yes. There, I used to pray a lot when I was younger. Now there's pretty much only one prayer, and that's <clears throat> me, 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 me. Is that what it is? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's just <laughs> me too. <laughs> thank you for making me worthy. I accept. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. It's it, that's it's all boiled down to that, you know. Yeah. Um, but I find that. I don't need to pray as much now that I meditate. I'm not. I'm not seeking anymore. I've. I found something. So now I'm building on what I found, and I'm teaching others how to get there. You know, I was really skeptical, and I didn't. I didn't want. I remember when I learned how to. When I when I was about uh, about to be initiated, I remember, and I just told Tom this too. I looked at Tom, and I felt sorry for him. I thought this this poor guy. Old guy, nothing's worked out for him. He has to be a meditation teacher. It's a fake job. Oh he probably my God. does. But this is the state of consciousness I was in right before. I was very cynical. That's I was very ego, depressed. Right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was just like I was I was really not in good shape when I learned. I was just nothing had been working out. It was just this, you know, fifteen years of just nothing working out, no matter how hard I tried. And uh and then and then I learned, and now look what I do, you know, and I think it's the best job in the world. Yeah. And it's not only making me a better person, but the joy of helping other people reach the state is it's better than anything else I wanted to do before this. And I, I remember what it's like. People are – they're nervous to sign up, and I get it. Um, they don't think it's going to work. Like I told him it's this isn't going to work, and it totally worked. Um, so I can really relate with students who are dubious – and who feel like it's going to be hard or a struggle. Well, what did it work to do? What do you mean it worked? Like worked? Meaning what needed uh, to be there, was, there was a benefit. There was I transcended. And transcending feels like nothing else that you've experienced so far. It's a completely new state of consciousness. And your three states of consciousness are the most important things to you and you never even think about them. What are Sleeping, they? Okay. dreaming, and waking state. You remove one of those things and your life goes to hell. You can't remove any of those. If you stop dreaming, you you go into psychosis after three days. Dreaming when you sleep? Yes. Okay. You have punch through. You start dreaming with your eyes open and you're going to take it to be real. Your consciousness states, nothing's more important than that. So the quality of your life depends upon the quality of your mind. If you want to be happy, you have to find a way to touch, to go deep and get some of that bliss of being into your eyes open waking state. And it doesn't have to be Vedic meditation but I don't know else how to get there. Yeah, I'm sure there's other ways. I'm sure there's other ways. But um, this is the only way I found that you can do that and get there easily. And it's a repeatable thing. It's not like you meditate and you transcend once in a blue moon. You transcend constantly. And it just, you know, um, I mean, it was and, – and then I get to watch people come out of it with tears rolling down their tre- cheeks, giggling and going, what just happened? Like Steve, when he – when he learned, it was that was one of the most fun courses ever. Yeah, because he's you know to hear his descriptions of what was that like? Yeah, it was so fun. He's so great, and 
his descriptions of transcending had me in stitches because he's just so honest about his experience, but he's also just really naturally funny. So I was just... So what does it feel like to transcend? Maybe you just told me. It feels... Well, the thing is, is you say feel and feel is a sense. So you're, 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 it's an experience beyond anything we use to experience things because we experience everything with our senses. So it's taking all the senses away. It's taking all the barriers away. So your consciousness goes. So it feels like expansion. It feels like um, bliss. It's, it's supreme inner contentedness. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's absolutely beautiful. And, and you're going to do it. I will, I will do it. Yeah, yeah. I want. To, I don't feel dubious. That's the thing. I feel like now, you know, it's 2017. I feel like who is dubious about meditation? I feel like that's all everybody talks that's about. That's true. It's, like, it's kind of uh, it's kind of popular right now. And doesn't it? You know, and it helps you navigate life better. And it mm-hmm. makes you. Does it get you? Gets you in tune with your intuition? Because I feel like that's that's what I'm always just trying to tune into is just to listen to that little voice inside of me. And that when I and you know, pay attention to, you know, I don't know, my gut and my, yeah. my intuition. And, and, uh, I mean, I do meditate. I don't, I talk about it more than I do it. When I do it, I feel great, but it, help, it does help me navigate the world better. And I'm more mm. like grounded to myself and tethered to like, I just feel like less easily rattled. Yeah. But I mean, if I mean, I'm not going to become a, a, a meditation teacher I, I still have to, you know, go about my life and make money mm-hmm. and fulfill my, you know, I'm still going to do this podcast. I'm not, I, I don't, so I don't know what other guy, what do I need to know about that? I mean, it's just like, I'm not, I, I don't know. Well, it'll just be interesting to see how your podcast changes and how your writing changes. You're yeah. already a good writer, you know. I've seen your movie; it's it's awesome. What? Oh God! You posted that on your t- oh, asked yeah. everybody to everybody to watch it. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it's on my uh, my pinned tweets. Yeah. yeah, totally. And you you know you you have good things in store for you. You're really creative, and this just makes you more creative because all ideas come from that field anyway. So if you can. You've read Catching the Big Fish. You guys, didn't oh, you God. read it? Yes. I, That's I have, where all the, listened to it. It's the home of all ideas. That's David Lynch's book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the ones at the bottom, those are the better ideas. They're, they're, they're truer. They last longer. They're more universal. Um, so the, the longer you spend down there, it's just going to boost your creativity. You know, the whole White Album was written at a, at a meditation retreat in Rishikesh. They could not stop writing songs. They're meditating their faces off. And they wrote the White Album, which is... My pretty listener. good, pretty good album. My listeners are like, "What's the White Album?" I know, right? Who are the Beatles? I, I, yeah, who are the Beatles? That, that happens. I've, I've like talked to my cousins. I'm, I'm really young cousins, and I and they didn't know who the Beatles were. Yeah, I was like, I felt very uncomfortable. But uh, um, yeah, and it also makes re- relationships better too. Yeah, tell me about that. How <clears throat> you're not in a relationship? I thought your whole world was perfect. What do you struggle <laughs> with? I have my own problems. Yeah. Well, in a relationship, most people approach relationships with some kind of need. Oh, God. And they want the other person to fulfill Complete that Complete them, yeah. Exactly. It, when, you, when you meditate and you've been meditating for a while, you are fulfilled. You don't need to import fulfillment. You're too busy exporting it. You know, you're, you're, there, no one can make you happy. So if you're fulfilled and you date someone who's also fulfilled, then that relationship is just a platform for your happiness. Does that exist? Sh- yes. When do you find that? Yes. Ever? You find that? Yes. By the way, yeah. I, I do not 
have a very good relationship history. I am you a disaster. Don't? <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I'm 47. I've had. I've never been married. Never been engaged. I don't yeah. have kids. Okay. And do you want kids? Sure, but I don't. Sure. <laughs> I'm totally open to it, but it's not. I don't need to have kids. Yeah. Um, nature wants me to have kids. I'll have kids. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you run into? Like, what is the thing when you meet a girl that doesn't she need to meditate as well? And you have to find a girl who's on your level. Do you ever date your students? I don't want to talk about that. That's a bad look for you if you do. I don't want to know. But I mean, I, I, I would much rather date a meditator than not. And yeah, and but only because I want to know that there's some that the person I'm with is actively uh, is 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 on a is on a, a path of spiritual evolution. Yeah, you know, and is at least interested in spiritual evolution. That's why I contacted you in the first place. You said something in some tweet or some something oh, on. Yeah, what did I and do? I remember you said something. It was about that place that you went to, and you said something about sarcasm. And I was like, you you're you're you were sensing some Vedic knowledge there, and, and something that was out of balance in terms of laws of nature. Yeah, and it was a, and I couldn't help but say like. You know, reach out and just say, I think you should learn with me or whoever else. Yeah. But it, it, oh, yeah. What it's happened? just struck a chord with me. Yeah. I went to And that's how this whole thing started. And some, yeah. yeah there's some, some like, kind of misogynist. You got scolded or Somebody something. at the meditation center I went to was like, yeah, he was just sarcastic and he just was kind of like, uh, and I went, this does not feel right. I mean, and I just had to get out of there. I was just like, I don't know. Yeah. Something wasn't <clears> working <throat> for me. And I get, I get wary of putting myself in other people's hands because I go, what do they know? It's just another person. And I'm going to like, you know, so it's important to trust who yeah. you're going to, let teach you, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's good to date meditators. If okay. you want to date meditators, <laughs> they do. Yeah. And the good thing is, is um, there's lots of meditators out there now. So yeah. the the pool of awesome, healthy, you know, people in a high state of consciousness is ever expanding. You have there's some uh, amazing people out there who are meditators. Well, so what what do you run into when you're dating? Like you don't have to get specifics, but like well, you know, I, I just like, sort of. Actually, for the past couple of years, I just haven't been dating. You're I've not been interested, or do you? You know, I, I, yeah, I, I, I just stopped being interested for a second, and I just thought I, it seemed like a distraction, and I really like teaching, and I just want, and also there was some other like Hollywood stuff that happened with an old script, and I, and I needed to put my attention on that, yeah, and teaching, and I just thought I'm going to pause this whole. Dating? dating thing for a while and when it's right it'll come back when it's right okay but can is there a balance can i always wonder like i always feel like oh, i need to focus on work and i can't and i compartmentalize my life where i think and then I, uh, it's boundaries i have all these the is, boundaries they're is, they're, is they're, that they're bad it's not that it's bad it's that it's it's those boundaries are going to dissolve like that when you meditate but don't you do the same thing you're like, oh, I've got to stop doing this and blah, blah, blah because i got to do this thing. So it's like, well, it can't just, we find a balance? Well, it just seems like what was happening was was I'm always – if the best I can, I will always try to go with the flow of nature. So I'm always looking, where is the flow? Yeah. And it became obvious that the flow was not pursuing women at that point that's, in my life. That's and how the I feel flow now. Yeah. was going somewhere else, and I just surrendered. And I just thought, okay. Yeah. I, this, it would be really nice to meet someone great, but I I know right now isn't the time, so I'm going to teach as much as I can and do yeah. other things. Do you ever want to get married? I don't know. Do it, you? Uh, I don't know if I get if I if it flows on over to me. <laughs> I, 
I, I, I, I, I still don't know. don't know the end. I go back and forth on that. Well, you're different. You're, I mean, I just watched Carnal Knowledge for the first time. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Who it's do you so identify good. with? Both guys? Or no, <sighs> Jack Nicholson's character? Don't scare me. If anybody has not seen Carnal Knowledge, I mean, go on iTunes, it watch is, it. It is so the important. The ending is so disheartening. When, what does he say? Oh, my God. Hunts Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Wait, what? What does he say? Like, it's is it cunts on parade? Cunts his sli- on his slideshow. Remember that? Yeah, yesterday. Okay, so I watched. I yes. It's like he is so that's, damaged. That's okay. It's, uh, we're talking about a, a Mike Nichols movie from what, the seventies or whatever. I thought 60s. it was like sixty nine or something yeah. like that with Art Garfunkel and yes, Jack Nicholson. It is so incredible. I couldn't believe because I didn't. I've n- never seen it. So I'm watching it, and yeah, it's like a play. It's a, in the third act. Mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson's character uh, he turns into this uh, broken. Broken, misogynist, like uh, calloused, just yeah, single guy, uh, bitter. He's bitter. bitter. And I and I was watching it during that slideshow, and, and, and he's yeah. referring to women as cunts or whatever, and you know, uh, ball busters. And I was like, oh my, <laughs> ball busters, yeah, afraid. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that's what it is. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe this character is based on my father because this is like like wow. that version of Jack Nicholson in the third act of mm. that movie is like exactly what my father is like, Whoa. like. Like I, I would always use the term ball buster because that's how we would refer to like my mom or yeah, me yeah, or yeah. women in general or you know whatever. So that was shocking. But uh, so you identify with Jack Nicholson? You're saying Not I can't believe all. you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the goal is. I'm just trying because when you talk about meditation and you're talking about uh, the the goal is to is fulfillment. It's it's just it's just better. You know, if you could, if you could be a little bit happier, would you? Of course, but that's why I'm asking you about the balance, about like, right. like you're going with the flow. But here's you're, the here's yeah. the thing: you are trying to handle your life. Yeah. When you start meditating, then it's almost like you're giving you're giving a lot of that life over to nature, and nature starts organizing things for you. Is it like you're putting yourself in the hand of God or something, being like, "Help it's, me out a little bit"? It's kind of like that, but it's more like, but that there's there's a lot of faith in putting your self in the hands of God. You know what I mean? But when you meditate, it's almost like nature just barges in and starts organizing things for you that you want. Okay. And it's weird. You, you, um, will I start making more money? Guaranteed. Really? No, I don't know. (laughs) Probably. You had me. (laughs) You know, I'll just give you a buck for, for every month that you meditate. And so you will, you know, I love this spray. Um, all right. I like the way you did that. That was really funny. Why? How would I do it? I, I used you went like mince. this. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to... Wait, where does it come out? Okay. He's okay, using you, Listerine mouth You went spray. like this. You were like talking, talking. You went... <laughs> well, that's what I did. It's great. It's, a fun, it's fun stuff. Wait, so do you believe in God? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Do you think that something... Wait, what happens when we die? You transcend. Wait. If you want to know what happens when you die, start transcending. It's the exact same thing. You move past... Everyone thinks every, the thing that everybody is afraid about about death is I'm that they're not, going, I'm not afraid. Well, some people are. I don't want to be painful though. Right. People are afraid of losing their identity or their consciousness, but it's the body that drops. Bodies are consciousness dependent, Bodies. not the other way. People think that consciousness is, bo- are, is body dependent, but it's the other way around. Body is a consciousness dependent phenomenon. So when you drop, you don't die, you just drop your body. The body dies, you, Alexi, live. My soul? Yeah. Yeah. You're a soul. That's already what I think. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel. 
I feel like you look like you think that. I do. I hope so. Is it my intense bangs? I just got a haircut and I'm not excited about it. Have but, you ever uh, not had bangs? <laughs> yeah. I feel I, like you've you're you were like born with bangs. Born with bangs. Same my band. No, <laughs> I uh, I have a scar on my forehead, so I think I oh, always yeah. just. Uh, How'd you get that? I got bit by a dog when I was two. No. Yes. What kind of dog? A German Shepherd. I was bit by a German Shepherd. What happened? Same in dog. In West Hollywood, it was really? the same same damn dog. <laughs> I was playing hide and go seek, and I was hiding behind this tree and. This dog just came out of the door and just just bit my leg. You're playing hide and go seek in West Hollywood recently? No, this is like 1976, oh, 77. Oh, so you're little. I grew up on Alfred Street, Alfred and Rosewood. I went to Al- Rosewood Elementary. Oh, I went to Laurel Elementary. I went school. to Laurel too. You did? Yes. I can't believe it. No way. <laughs> That's insane. Did That's... you have Miss Wartick? I did have Miss Wartick. You're, I can't believe You're it. kidding. And I'm younger than you. You had Miss Wartick? Yeah. Is she a math teacher? Whoa. I believe I did. She had short she was, hair, blonde, you, and I think so, maybe. She had short hair, but I don't remember. Let's I check. think she was dark hair, but I don't remember. But I went to, see, we were bust. So I was, I did third grade. I went to Berkeley Hall in Beverly Hills, was kicked out of that. What do your parents do? My mom, um, my dad's a teacher. He lives, so my parents were divorced before I was born. My dad lived in Long Island. My mom was here. She was trying to be an actress. Then she became a casting director. My mom met both my dads on TV. She met my real dad on Password, which is an old 60s game show. Oh, my God. And then she became a casting director and negotiated my stepdad's uh, contract for Family Ties because he played the dad in Family Ties. Your stepdad is the dad from Family Ties? Yes. You kind of look like him even though he's your stepdad. I feel- <laughs> Probably because we picked up each other's mannerisms over the years. I love that guy. Yeah. I can't and believe And then he it. played Josh's dad in How I Met Your Mother. He did? Yeah. It all comes back to Josh motherfucking Ratner. <laughs> Somehow, some way, that guy is everywhere. Um, oh my God. I can't believe I perked up so much of the fact that your stepdad I bet my audience doesn't even know what Family Ties is. Right. Do you, <laughs> totally. Aristotle, do you know Family Ties? Oh, okay, Aristotle yeah. knows. Um, yeah. So you got kicked so out of school. So I got kicked out of school. Then I went to Rosewood Elementary. And then the whole busing program started in L.A. Yeah. So then I did fourth grade, third grade at Rosewood, fourth grade at Laurel, yeah. fifth grade at Coenga, and then sixth grade went back to Rosewood. So my whole fourth grade year, which is, I think, 1978... I remember it was the year Aliens, Alien came out because I, I, for certain reasons. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, Laurel. I went to Wonderland after that. Oh, you did? Yeah, in the canyon. Yeah, Wonderland I, Park, I, right? Wonderland Avenue in elementary school. And then I worked at the Canyon Country Store when I was in high school. Listen, I am cool. all over this place. Same with me. And I LA. had the same thing. Like I drive around, like the Beverly Center. Yeah. I used oh to God. ride horses there. You did? It used to be a ranch, and that used to be a ranch in a, in a amusement park called Kitty Land. Oh. Yeah, I heard about this. That's a little before my time. Yeah, well, I was a born l- in 1969. A little bit. Okay, well. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I used to get dropped off at the Beverly Center. This is like, you guys, if nobody, uh, people who know Los Angeles, maybe this means something right. or whatever. But I used to be dropped off at Los An- at, uh, at the Beverly, Beverly Center. Beverly and La At Beverly and La Cienega at the Beverly Center, a very cool mall. And I'd be dropped off. And my mom, like, if I was lucky, I'd get $20. And then I'd be like, oh, That's my God, lot. I can go to Hello Kitty or AKA Sanrio or whatever. like the Spencer's. Hello- Oh, for me, it was like this, you know, Japanese, I think. Of course. Sanrio. Sanrio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd go in there. They have all these cool pencils and candy Arra- and Smelly erasers. erasers. Yeah. yeah. So like, like things to put my pencils in my pencil cases. It was like a dream. Anyway, what the hell was my point? I already, um, I'm jumping back to this. I'm already of the belief because I, 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 and I've talked about this a lot uh, <clears throat> because I've, I feel like I've 
I always come across the same idea uh, about what we're doing on this uh, and like on uh, on this planet or something where I feel like I've read in books or I've listened to bizarro radio programs or something that I just happened upon. Mm -hmm. But that like we are souls. We jump down to this earth because we make a conscious choice as those to to experience to learn a lesson to experience it's like college it's difficult you know living this life here did you read autobiography of a yogi no oh you gotta read that okay but continue i'm on this is like what i uh subscribe to is that is that like you know it's no mistake that i'm in the body that i'm in that i am this height that i have big feet that i am living this life that you know i'm whatever i I just i don't know i just i don't know no they're size 11 how dare you (laughs) i mean i'm not whatever i wear big white tennis shoes i'm not really trying to there's no hiding these guys okay anyway but the point is that i i was born to the parents you chose that I chose, and yeah. I'm here to learn lessons. I don't know, perhaps they are, I've heard that one of the lessons I'm meant to learn in this lifetime is patience, and I feel like I'm meant to learn a lot of lessons because my life has been like up and down and very, very intense and gone through a lot of things. But uh, and then, and then I just believe that you know our soul leaves our. Oh, and then we're God, that we are God, and we're here to experience God, and God is having the Alexi experience You're through right. me. I'm a, I'm a hand of God or a finger. That's exactly okay. it. And I talked about that with, with that uh, about that on other podcasts and with Josh Radner. Yeah. But uh, and so I've had a, you can have an experience of that meditating. I did. Where well, I, I'm having an experience of that right now, talking yeah. to you and everything I'll do today, right? Because yeah. it's God having whatever my experience is, right? But yes. gone, yeah. And then when we die. We just shed this spacesuit or this mm-hmm. body or whatever this, and then and then it's our you know and our souls blah 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 yakety smackety I don't know and then we can decide what, and that's why I you know we have, we have soulmates or you feel like you know somebody mm-hmm. from another I don't know that that's what I do you, do you think into. we know each other from another life I don't feel that we do I don't think so either I don't feel I like this we do. is our yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think this is it no I'm just kidding maybe again later uh-uh. but then we never remember. Oh yeah, I guess the only time you remember maybe having lived prior in another life. It's not lifetime. relevant to remember. They're it's not bus- relevant. It doesn't it's matter. Not re- yeah, the business is now, and people get too caught up in last life or the next life. It's like no, your business is but the is present that, moment. But is everything going on? What is this theory that everything's happening all at once? Like, hmm. like what is that theory? From God's perspective, it is okay. So, in in life, or or as our consciousness does, if you take a record player, right, or a record, sorry, again. Do your, does your audience know what? A what? <laughs> so you put the record down, and the needle, you know, you can put it on uh, on a track, you know, maybe it's Kajaguga or something, right? So it's there, yeah. but the whole record, if you, that's the present moment. But from God's point of view, He sees the whole record as okay. one thing. Time is linear, and we have to go through time in a linear way. But from God's perspective, everything's existing at once. Okay, you can I barely understand that, right? But that's why I use the record analogy. You can see All when the you rivets. Or you can whatever. see everything at yeah. one one point, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like that. I'm still not over this dad on family ties thing, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I should have brought him too. <laughs> oh, is he still alive? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, I saw him this morning. Well, do you guys live together? Uh, I just moved out of my place in Koreatown. Okay. And I put all my stuff in storage. I went to India for two months, and I got back. And I'm staying with them for a couple weeks, and then I'm I might be going to Thailand. What were you doing in India, and what are you going to do in Thailand? I in India I was I was assisting my teacher Tom. I was went to a retreat, assisted him on that. Then I was a student at an advanced teacher tra- training kind of a thing, like more deeper Vedic knowledge. 
Then I went and did Panchakarma in southern India. That's like an Ayurvedic cleansing program thing. And then I taught a private retreat in Rishikesh and Varanasi. And so now I'm staying with my parents in La Cunada. That's where I went to high school after West Hollywood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then, yeah, so I'm there for a little bit. And then I'm going to go to, I think I'm going to go to Thailand. I'm, there, it's almost positive. I, whenever I hear about men going to Thailand, all I do is just get afraid of like prostitutes. Well, I'm not going, I'm not going and, there for the, for the weird. I don't know. Yeah. What's weird to me might not be weird to you. <laughs> I don't know. You, there must be so many hippie meditating girls just like throwing themselves at you. It's got to be happening all the time. Do you have hair in your chest? No, I'm I'm like the least hairiest. <laughs> I'm not a hairy guy. A, I'm not a, a beard, I'm though. not a Furby. Okay, well, yeah, but that's just be happening. I have the weird gray beard with like, you know, blunt, it's a, you look great. You look great. I'm just saying thanks. there must be all these like hippie girls just like free flowing, just like wanting to have sex all the time, <sighs> like hanging out at Earth Cafe if, in West Hollywood. Right, except I don't no hurt, bra. Hurt, I don't hang out at Earth Cafe. Well, I'm too busy teaching. I'm okay. too busy trying to. Get people interested in learning how to meditate. And do you want to be in love and have a yeah yeah oh yeah? Because do you think it's you, so fun to be in love, but isn't it? Do you, do you think you experience God and and uh, and whatever transcend even more when you're in love with another person? Or no? Yeah, I feel like I'm fine on my you own. Know, Thank you very part much. of the reason why I moved out of my place in Koreatown was I needed to free myself up to spend a year doing whatever whatever nature or God wants me to do. And what it was doing, I, I was freeing myself up to just go with charm, do a whole year and just yeah. go with charm and see see what happens. And um, and I don't know if falling in love is one of those things. It finds I've, you, I guess. Lately, I've been bad at it, but um, but I know I'm capable of it. Yeah. And I'm always open to it. Do you feel like it stifles you ever? Falling in love? Or like just being with another person, having to consider another person. It's very easy to be selfish, you know? Yeah. And I think that's part of one of the things I have to work through. I think I can be incredibly selfish. Yeah. I, I want to do what I want to do. And, and not compromise. I remember I had, I had this girlfriend and she's like, so you just do whatever you want. And, and I said, yeah, yes, don't you? <laughs> if you don't, if you don't do whatever you want, you are not living your life. Yeah. It, it, it's okay. It's okay to do whatever you want. Can two people do whatever they want together? That's a great question, isn't it? What do you think? Um, uh, I do, but I'm single. <laughs> I right. mean, I and or I'll meet somebody and like you know they'll either be really jealous or they'll. I think they can, but it's like it, at some point you have to surrender. You can do whatever you want and have a great relationship if you surrender your preference. You know, to I don't mean not, not be faithful. I do like monogamy, right? Because I'm never with a person unless I'm like crazy about them. Like, I won't be right. a person's girlfriend if I don't feel like, oh wow, like they're it. Like I want to only have sex with that person. Yeah, you know. Otherwise, I'm like I'm just gonna be an open relationship with the world. And that's what right. single is, you know. Yeah, and it's so. single's fun. It's fun, yeah. But it's also we need we need companionship. It's also a lot of spiritual growth can come from being in a relationship. And yeah. I've been avoiding. I kind of avoid. You are avoiding really, I, a little bit, but I'm now, here to hold a mirror up to your face. <laughs> no, but I think <laughs> to your soul. now. But I, I you know, I'm you're just help. waiting for someone you want to do that work with. Yeah. And I guess what was happening with me is, I started wondering, oh, am I just don't want to do the work with anybody because of something I'm going through? But now I've met someone who I'm like, okay, this is where'd you meet this her? This is interesting. My stomach is growling. Everybody, don't listen. <laughs> Why is your stomach? Didn't you have breakfast? No, I didn't eat before this. I'm so ridiculous. I should have, and then I got here and I told Aristotle, I was like, I forgot to eat. 
God damn it. I would have brought you something. I know. He's got a knapsack. I would have brought you an apple or I... a bindle. Um, a bindle? What's a bindle? You know the stick? When, when everybody runs away from home in old timey days, they got the stick with the kerchief. Uh, oh, yeah. with the, a with stick the, like, and bindle. With the, re- with the red handkerchief. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's exactly. like you get off the bus and you're like, Hollywood. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was just texting with a friend today. This is why I said it. And we just thought it would be really funny to go through TSA with a bindle. With oh, like a stick God. and bindle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you untie that bindle and it's just like a can of hash? It's just there. Uh... Like a harmonica. Oh, do you? Oh, last guy I dated played a harmonica. Aww. So it made me like him. Uh, anyway, okay. Do you do psychedelics? Do you use that I've, to help? I have, I have DMT, dabbled. DMT? I don't. I never did DMT. I did what? mushrooms. You've never done DMT, or what about ayahuasca? I never did ayahuasca. We got to find some, man. We got to find <laughs> some because there's I, ceremonies everywhere nowadays. Really? Where? I just feel like there. It's it's come out of the Andes, and now it's all over Hollywood and Malibu, and you could go to these, you know, oh, like, hey, let's go to this nice, you know, place in Malibu and throw up. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Who do we know in Malibu? I don't we know. we got to find I, Brian Grazer. I, I feel like everybody I know is doing ayahuasca or microdosing. That's the other thing right now. People are microdosing. What did you feel about, uh, I don't want to microdose. That sounds ridiculous. I loved mushrooms. I loved What them. happened when you were on mushrooms? <clears throat> when, when did you do them? Who did you do them with? Did you vomit? I did them with uh, with my best friends right out of high school, and we climbed a mountain in Santa Barbara, and um, and it was one of the best days of my life. That's a mountaintop mushroom experience? With my best friends. That sounds terrifying. It was, well, it's Santa Barbara. Okay. Those mountains aren't exactly like okay. Mount Everest. They're, okay. they're, they're a little more hilly. Yeah. You know? Santa Barbara's so boring. Not when you're <laughs> not, not when you're on mushrooms apparently. When you're on mushrooms and watching the sunset. Santa Barbara just, is so white and boring, is how I feel. It's a, it's, it's a, just too yeah. mellow. It's a little mellow. Who needs to get that mellow? No one. <laughs> not me. Yeah. yeah. Not you. So I but those days are kind of over because I found something I, I just it's not as charming as it used to be because I don't need to get that model of God consciousness anymore. But you can experience, you think, through mushrooms or ayahuasca. Oh, or when you're on maybe? mushrooms, that's that's a, that's you're you're getting sort of a, a model for God consciousness, except it's a little more violent. It's a little more rough. Okay, but why is it rough? Because uh, it's poison in your body. Yeah, yeah. But you can get that inside by going inside. You can train. <sighs> You know, because I have an extra mushroom chocolate in my cupboard at my apartment. Yum! Uh, I, I did. Uh, <laughs> that's my mantra. Oh no, my mantra is num 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 num. No, have have you seen the party? The movie, the party. No. Come on. No. Who made Will it? You... Is it scary? No, 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 no. Please write down the party and please okay. see it. Please rent it tonight. What are you doing tonight? Uh, what am I doing tonight? If you're not doing anything, get the party. Okay. It's. Do you like Peter Sellers? I do. Then you're gonna love this. Okay. Yeah, you'll you'll see what the num num part is all about. Okay. It's it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Well, so what do we learn today? Here's what we learned: you're single, you're, maybe. Mm, you're dating that's change, a girl. That's changing right now. I just don't want to. All right. Talk too much about it because it's not none established yet. You okay. know what I mean? It's none of my business. None of my audience's business. Yeah. So. You're you have size 11 feet. This is what we learned. My feet are size 11. You're tall. You're six two. You're tall too. It was nice. I'm hugging five eleven. You. It was so great hugging you because it's. Maybe I'm always like bending over yeah. to like hug people. And I'm always yeah. <laughs> I'm always yeah. Okay. Always, yeah. Were you gonna say you're always bending over to hug people too? I don't know. I think so. Or I'm like bending down to be like, what did you say? Because I'm five. <laughs> I can never hear anybody. Right. We um, both used to cruise around West Hollywood. We both went to Laurel. 
That's really yeah. interesting. We got a, you we got also, a cool beard. You're wearing thanks. a button-down shirt. You don't have hair in your chest. You're wearing beads, but it's A-OK in my book. Uh, <laughs> you got a knapsack or whatever you have. No, this is my you, camera. You, you, uh, you brought me a present. Um, we learned maybe the difference between mindfulness, Vedic meditation, TM. I don't have a mantra still. You're going to Give get, me a mantra. You're going to get a mantra. <laughs> Give me a mantra. <laughs> you have to come. You're going to come next week, and you're going to learn. I am? Yes. Oh, my God. What are we doing right now? I'm making a one-second-a-day video, so i got to put this on it. I just saw that in Chef. You did? The did movie they, Chef. That's they a, had a one-second-a-day video The kid does a one-second-a-day video. Oh, my God. Please tell me I look gorgeous and beautiful. You know what? I don't you need you to tell me shit. I look great. Fantastic. I am who I am. So do you think so? Do you think God has a plan? Is everything exactly as it needs to be and everything's going to be okay? Yes. Really? Yes. Everything is moving towards progressive evolution and you just have to trust it. Then why are people homeless? I don't know. There's a lot of homeless people. Here's the here's the the thing just to remember, and that's that is a good question. I'm trying to but, avoid that. I feel like I'm I could be on the press. But there are people who who are homeless and who don't have much. I've who I've met in India who are incredibly fulfilled and happy. And there are also people in mansions up in the Hollywood Hills who are spiritually bankrupt. What about the homeless guys on Fairfax and Beverly that I pass all the time? They're, they've made some bad choices. Really? Yeah. This has to do with yeah. Reagan or something? Or? No, who knows? It's just bad bad choices, bad karma, or bad luck in a combination of all three. Amphetamines, crack. Right. DMT, addiction. Um, DMT. I don't feel like DMT. Angel dust. I don't feel like DMT. Whatever happened to angel dust? Hey, we I feel like bring fifth, it back. <laughs> in fourth grade or third grade, we used to watch those films, and there's always some guy going, "My mama loves me," and they're arresting him, and they're that, like, "This guy's on angel dust." I didn't see that video at Laurel Elementary School. <laughs> oh my god! I guess I no. You I'm, also know Ariana Delawari, right? Yeah. How do you know her? Um, <clears throat> Did you used to date her? No. No. What's wrong but, with her? Nothing's wrong with her. How come you she's don't love rad. her? <laughs> I love. I've known I Ariana have on the podcast. She's I've great. known Ariana since she was eight years old. The first time I met her, she was eight. I was her older sister, Yasmin. I I was in high school with Yasmin, and I wanted to date Yasmin. So I was like, went You're over like, to her I'll house all the time. Little sister, yeah, yeah, and and uh, and I remember Ariana showing up. She was so cute. She's eight years old, and she walks in. I'm sitting there talking to Yaz, and little eight year old Ariana walks in and goes, "Hi, I'm Ariana." Shakes my hand. She goes, can I make you a cappuccino? Oh, my God. <laughs> she's, she's incredible. So she's incredible. our families are really good friends. Okay. My family and the Delawaris. She's from La Cunada, So we're all really close. And I'm good friends with Ariana, Yasmin, and their older sister, Soraya. Jesus. Yeah. But I just saw that. That was one of our mutual friends. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've got to get her on the podcast. She's such an amazing activist, filmmaker. Yeah. Cool girls always she's, doing something. Yeah. She's a meditator, too. Yeah. I got to get into meditating. I talk about it. I think about it. I listen to podcasts about it. Yeah. I'm interviewing you about it. You're learning next podcast. week. I am? Yeah. Where am I going to be learning this? Well, at my parents' house. You'll get to meet. I'm going to La Cunada? Yeah. I'm going to meet the dad from Family yes. Ties? <laughs> Okay, I'm coming over. As long as I don't get murdered, and does it cost a thousand dollars? No, you're gonna. I'm gonna give you the the friends discount. Oh God, I don't even know what that involves. Okay, but anyway, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to know. Well, is your friend here? Oh, let me see. Is it one? Oh, hold on. Let's see. Even meditation uh, gurus get text messages, y'all. <laughs> I don't even say yes. hello. Okay. Oh, oh God. no, he's not coming. He's not coming. Why? Um, his, I think, well, we don't need to know. It's not, yeah, we, we, I'll tell you, I'll tell you in a second. Um, what else am I listening to need to know? 
if they're going to, they're listening to this podcast, they want a little bit of sanity. They want a little bit of hope. They want to know all they can about meditation so they can march off into yes. their, their life and go get, and get meditate. A, get a spiritual practice. Learn to meditate and, and try different meditations. See what's right for you. There's um, a lot of meditations out there, and I would just start experimenting. Where do people find you? Do you have a website? I do. It's teoburkhart.com. Or you can just do analogmeditation.com and that will direct you to teoburkhart.com. Analogmeditation.com. That's slash. Anyway, thank you for being on my podcast. Thanks, Alexi. This is awesome. Oh, I hope we're all better off after this. I think Me too. I'm, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Now leaving nerdist.com.